the kids present Kudos Kirby, a celebration of the journey of Jack Kirby's lesser known works. And here is your host, Angus. Welcome to Kudos Kirby, a comic's journey into Jack Kirby's lesser-known works. I'm Angus, and will be your guide through the monthly expedition to uncover those hidden gems from the King of Comics' over 20,000 comic book pages. We hope you enjoy this latest adventure in the journey. Welcome back, kids, to Kudos Kirby for 2020. This is Angus, and this year we will be doing the deep dive into the unknown, and that being the challengers of the unknown. I'd like to read for you the introduction to the challengers of the unknown run by Jack Kirby, by Paul Kupperberg in 2003. And Paul provides us with a great table setter here for what we're about to explore over this next year. What's out there? Places we cannot see? Things we fear to touch? Sounds that do not belong to this world? Riddles of the ages lurking beyond the bridges without a name? So began the premiere adventure of Challengers of the Unknown in the sixth issue, January-February 1957, of DC Comics' tryout title, Showcase. Four men, daredevil, scientists, explorers all, brought together by fate, given a second chance at life, daring not only to confront the myriad of things that go bump in the night, but to overcome them as well. The world has always been enamored of explorers, from Marco Polo to Christopher Columbus to Neil Armstrong. We've embraced those willing to leave their footprints in unexplored territory. Of course, by the late 1950s, the world was rapidly running out of nooks and crannies to explore. And at the time that showcase number six hit, the stands we were still almost a year away from making our first tentative steps into the great unknown of outer space. But comic book creators have always had a license to go beyond the incredible, to delve into places both real and mythic, to leap all over the universe in needle-nosed rockets of imagination. Whether it was an ordinary man trained to the peak of physical and mental perfection, an android who could burst into flame, or a woman molded from clay and endowed with superpowers by the gods themselves, nothing was too outrageous for comics. The very best characters made such fantastic scenarios plausible. The very best of the very best made them come to life. Jack Kirby was a master. To be crowned within just a few short years, the king of just that ability. Jack Kirby, in fact, stands at the head of any list you might care to compile of the best of the best and was, in his own way, an explorer as well. Perhaps a bold statement to make about a man who spent most of his life sitting behind a drawing board. But Jack Kirby was usually one step, at the very least, ahead of the pack. From that seat at his drawing board, entire universes were conceived and bold mythologies evoked. Because quite simply, Jack could create circles around nearly everyone in the business. He seemed to understand that a new age of exploration was coming. That comics was poised for a renaissance. Maybe he sensed it the same way he had sniffed out earlier fads, beating other publishers to the punch. Maybe he just thought it was a cool idea whose time had come. I'm betting on the latter. Jack 
Jack never seemed to me to be the guy prone to deep analysis of prevailing trends. He preferred creating fads to following them. It's no wonder that Jack had such a deep-rooted understanding of the comic books. He had been making them since practically the art form began. Born Jacob Kerbsberg in the slums of New York's Lower East Side in 1917, Jack possessed a natural ability that led him by 1935 to work in the animation field as an in-betweener for the New York-based Max Fleischer Studios, producers of Popeye, Betty Boop, Coco the Clown, and later Superman theatrical cartoons. But even at such an early age, following other artists' leads wasn't fulfilling for him. And by 1937, he was already laboring in the four-color field. At Fox Comics, Jack met Joe Simon, a writer-artist with a keen sense for business and a creative streak almost as wide as his own. The two formed a partnership that was to last almost two decades and be responsible for the creation of some of the best-known characters in the field. And, while they were at it, a genre or two as well. From Simon and Kirby, would come to name just a few. Captain America, The Boy Commandos, Blue Beetle, Blue Bolt, Marvel Boy, The Vision, Captain Marvel, Sandman, The Newsboy Legion, Stuntman, Airboy, Boy's Ranch, Bullseye, Captain 3D, Fighting American, Justice Traps the Guilty, My Date, Western Fighters, Charlie Chan, Headline Comics, Black Magic, Foxhole, Police Trap, and Strange World of Your Dreams. With young love, they created the romance comic. Their output was staggering. Their quality always top-notch. They worked for most of the major publishers of the day, maintained ownership of many of their creations, and in the mid-1950s, they started up their own publishing house. Throughout the 1940s and into the 50s, the Simon and Kirby names on the cover were enough to ensure success. Of course, all good things must come to an end, and so it was with this long-time collaboration. By the mid-1950s, comic sales had gone into a major slump, leading to the failure of Simon and Kirby's newly opened mainline comics imprint and the dissolution of their partnership. Jack found himself welcomed back at Atlas, the former Timely Comics, soon to become Marvel, as well as National Comics, DC Comics to you, Prize Comics, and Harvey Comics. He also hit the holy grail of comic book artist's ambition, a syndicated newspaper strip, Sky Masters of the Space Force, which he wrote and penciled, which was inked by Wally Wood and later Dick Ayers. And somewhere in there, Jack also managed to create Challengers of the Unknown, in those days, comic books were sold on newsstands and were available practically everywhere you went. Under the distribution system then in place way before the development of dedicated comics shops, it could take some six to eight months for a publisher to find out how well a given issue had sold, during which time subsequent issues could come out and bomb. DC inaugurated the idea of a showcase title to test new ideas before committing to regular monthly or, as was more likely in those days, bi-monthly publications. The first three issues of Showcase gave comics buyers non-starters like Firefighters starring Fireman Farrell, King of the Wild Animal Stories, and The Frogmen, Scuba Divers, Not Mutants. The books didn't get good until its fourth issue, in which an entire new era for comics was born. The Silver Age and the long, morbund superhero genre was revived with The Flash. But DC was still taking baby steps. In bringing superhero comics back to the buying public, there would be three more showcase tryouts for The Flash before Barry Allen would receive his own title. Challengers of the Unknown fell somewhere in between superheroes and straight adventure. Its protagonists possessed no powers beyond their own natural-born brains and or brawn, yet 
they were costumes and were outfitted with enough gadgets and gigaws to do Batman proud. Jack seemed to possess an instinctive understanding of heroic archetypes and myths. With Joe Simon, he had built an already impressive body of work in the area of adventure heroes, Boys Ranch, Bullseye, Boy Commandos, to name a few. Now, left to his own devices, he was free to expand on that base, and Challengers was the result. Showcase number six, the first of the team's four tryout appearances, introduced readers to war hero and test pilot Ace Morgan, oceanographer, expert, skin diver, and all-around brain Professor Haley, circus daredevil and electronics expert Red Ryan, and Olympic wrestling champion Rocky Davis, in route together to an appearance on the radio program Heroes Aboard, Morgan's private jet, these four extraordinary men survive a crash that should have killed them all, but didn't. We should be dead, exclaimed the astonished Red Ryan, but we're not. My watch should be smashed, yet it's unharmed, keeping time. Borrowed time, Red, said Ace. We're living on borrowed time, and gathered there in the forest beside the twisted wreckage of their plane, the four men agreed to use this new lease on life to take a few more risks to challenge the unknown. The challengers are a suicide squad, Jack once said. They are the men who take the risks. They are the kind of guys who travel through time as casually as you or I go to a corner store. I wouldn't want to travel through time like those guys. I'd be scared out of my underwear. Jack's decades of creative experience are on display in this very first challenger story. His knowledge of story construction, the relationships between characters, the mixing of personality types to create dramatic tension. It's like any group of friends, Jack said. One is like this, another is like that, and they all complement each other. Groups have no need for duplicates, and God forbid if you had two hotheads, you'd never survive. And there it was, so simple a concept, and one that an observant reader can't help but notice possesses similarities with the origin of yet another fantastic quartet that Jack would be involved with in just a few years' time over at Marvel. Yet one that would lead to an 87-issue, 20 year run, with a few gaps in publication here and there along the way, as well as a pair of mini-series revivals in the 1990s, with stories sometimes supplied by Dave Wood, more often by Jack himself, and with the occasional scripting over Kirby's plots by France Ed Heron. The challengers would unlock the secrets of the sorcerer's box, defeat a renegade robot with the Ultivac is loose, Face the day the earth blew up. The menace of the ancient vials. The man who tampered with infinity. The human pets. The monster maker. And a host of other menaces. Supernatural, scientific, alien, and even occasionally human. On the art side, Jack always stunning and dynamic pencils were inked by such peerless talents as Marvin Stein, Bruno, Premiani, and Wally Wood. Jack would, alas, produce only 12 issues of the Challenger's Adventures, four showcase appearances, plus the first eight installments of their own title. A man who knew what he was doing and where he wanted his creations to go, Kirby admitted, I'd get into fights with editors and I'd get into arguments with publishers, sometimes leading to his departure from a strip, as happened between Jack and Challenger's editor, Jack Schiff. The team continued to face unknown without Kirby under a variety of talented writers and artists, including scribes Heron, Wood, Arnold Drake, Bill Finger, Robert Conninger, Mike Friedrich, 
and Denny O'Neill, and artist Bob Brown for an impressive 54-issue run, Jack Spartling, Dick Dillon, and George Tuska. Even without Jack Kirby, Challengers of the Unknown remained a vibrant, exciting book, but readers couldn't help but wonder what plans the once and future king might have had in mind for his adventurous creations. Of course, had Jack stayed at DC, he might never have found his way to Marvel, where, with Stan Lee, he would help jumpstart a floundering industry in the 1960s. Instead, it might well have been DC, with Jack's help leading the way. So there it is the why and wherefore, a little bit of backstory, and a smidgen of historic context for the legendary Challengers of the Unknown. Now, turn the page and prepare to tag along with Ace, Red, Professor, and Rocky as they investigate the secrets of the Sorcerer's Box, only the first of their many Challenges of the Unknown, Paul Kupperberg, 2003. Time's running out for The Challengers of the Unknown. Ace Morgan, Daredevil Test Pilot. Professor Mark Haley, Master Scientist and Scuba Expert. Red Ryan, Famed Adventurer and Mountain Climber. Rocky Davis, World Champion Triathlete. Brains, Brawn, Skill, and Guts. They are The Challengers of the Unknown. What's out there? Places we cannot see. Things we fear to touch. Sounds that do not belong to this world. Riddles of the ages lurking beyond the bridge without a name. Only men living on borrowed time would dare cross that bridge. Here are such men and the incredible ventures of... The Secrets of the Sorcerer's Box. Rocky Davis, Olympic Wrestling Champion. Professor Haley, Master Skin Diver. Red Ryan, Circus Devil. Ace Morgan, War Hero and Fearless Pilot. And thus begins Showcase Number Six Challengers of the Unknowns Introduction to the Comic Book World in February of 1957. This was quite the introduction of this dynamic team. As was chronicled by Paul Kupperberg earlier in that introduction, this is a foundational work for comics. If, for anything else, it would later inspire the development of the Fantastic Four over Marvel. Folks, that's why Challengers of the Unknown was selected as the... Kudos Kirby, lesser-known work for the year 2020. So let's dive into this work. As was mentioned before, the writer for this work was Dave Wood. Penciler was Jack Kirby. Inks were done by Roz Kirby, Jack's wife, along with Marvin Stein. The editor for this book was Jack Schiff. And Jack also did the cover art. The Secret of the Sorcerer's Box. En route by plane to appear on the radio program Heroes, Olympic wrestling champion Rocky Davis, Master Skin Diver Professor Haley, Circus Daredevil Red Ryan, and war hero and jet pilot Ace Morgan are caught in a storm, and their plane crashes. Surviving the crash, the group agrees that they are living on borrowed time, and that they would better work together, challenging the unknown as the Challengers of the Unknown. After making headlines with their exploits, the challengers are invited by the mysterious Mr. Morlian, who offers them a million dollars if they succeed in opening Pandora's box. Taking the box out to an un 
uninhabited island. Each member tries opening the box, unleashing and stopping such terrors as a giant stone warrior, a miniature sun, and a whirling weaver. The challengers defeat each challenge presented to them after Morellian appears informing them that he knew of the dangers in the box and that he set the challengers to unleash them so he could get to the true prize in the box, a ring of immortality. However, when Morellian tries to fly away, his plane crashes and dies and the ring having actually been a dud. The challengers leave the island wondering where their next adventure will take them. This opening salvo from Jack on Challengers of the Unknown is a riveting, action-packed tale. And as described earlier by Paul Copperberg, you're taking normal people born with abilities and heightening them very much in the Batman tradition that had been set at DC. Except instead of getting all dressed up in a secret identity, they maintain their identity. You can see them. There's no masks here. However, they all do wear the same type of adventuring gear uniform. And then based on their abilities, then have specific gear to complement their talents. I thoroughly enjoyed this read. It was a really interesting book to chronicle that crossover period of time or that transition period of time from the golden age of comics into the silver age. This is definitely, by quality and conception, a silver age book. It is that good with respect to Jack's illustrations. It's the typical action-packed panel-to-panel frenetic pace that you're used to seeing in a Jack Kirby book. The scripting is quite good. The writing is really fast-paced. There isn't a lot of dragging dialogue. All of the interactions between the members of the team are purposeful. It really is a non-stop ride, broken into four separate chapters within the one book, which is really great. Each of the chapters focusing in on an individual challenge at the time. So, welcome to Kudos Kirby. Welcome, Challengers of the Unknown. Welcome to 2020. And would you please join us in our year-long journey with Challengers of the Unknown.